is to stand up and talk for my rights. I know what that is. See? And I don't care who the guy is. Because my right is my right. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Ask the Lawyer with Brian Figaro, founder and senior partner at the law firm of Figaro & Associates. Mr. Figaro opened his private practice in downtown Brooklyn in 1996. He specializes in personal injury, immigration, matrimonial law, bankruptcy, and wills and estate planning with a strong emphasis on litigation matters. As the Lawyer features Brian's legal advice as he answers the listener's questions and shares his insights in achieving your goals and objectives. Every week, As the Lawyer also features interviews and guests related to Mr. Figaro's interests outside the law. Guests and topics include health and wellness, the civil rights war, music production, writers, as well as international and local political and religious leaders. Wide-ranging, fun, informative radio. That's Ask the Lawyer with Brian Figaro. Ask the lawyer any question you like via email at bfigeroux at msn.com. That is bfigero at msn.com for legal advice regarding specific situations. Appointments at the office will be made when you call 855-768-8845. Again, 855-768-8845. Please note that submitting questions do not create an attorney-client relationship. The Figaro. Gentrification. What does that mean for homeowners or property owners in our community that is being gentrified? Can you elaborate? Mm-hmm. Yes, Miss Philip. That's the buzzword. Gentrification. And obviously, people of color think, okay, we're losing our property, we're losing our apartments. We can't live in that city council district or assembly district or state senator district anymore. But what's the real issue here? If I am representing any city councilman's district and I am working with the city council on rezoning or affordable housing, what I need to look at is who lives in my community. So if you, have, if you have a community that is transitioning from black, Hispanic, and white, you know, and black is the majority then by Hispanic or white, what type of housing am I supposed to provide? Is it black housing, Hispanic housing, white housing? No, it's low-income housing. I have to look at the economics of my district. So if most of the people are low income, let's say 60%, 30% is market, 10% is affordable, then, hey, if I create housing more for affordable market, then it means that all them low income people have to move out. So if you live in Germany's district, if you live in, what is the gentlemen again Matthew Eugene. Eugene's district if you live in Charles Barron district if you live in uh, Altia Samuel's district those city council districts then 
if more white folks are coming in into your district, it means that your elected official is not providing housing, better housing for the people that are there already. So if you're transforming low income to high income to affordable income and not creating housing for low income, it means that they do not care about those people. Either those representatives are getting bribes from real estate developers or are unintelligent, then something is wrong. Because what's their motivation to create housing for people who don't live in their district? Your responsibility, Mr. City Councilman, Mrs. City Councilman, Laurie Combo, etc., is to do what? Provide housing for the people that are there, not for people who come from somewhere else to displace the people that you represent. And that's the biggest issue. So we have like dumb and dumber representing us. There's no Republican, so there's no democracy. Because, hey, if it is 100% Democrat, who the Democrats fighting for? And who actually is putting those Democrats in office that is not representing their community by providing low-income housing? So quite often, people come to our office, figure and associates, the law firm, or they may talk to us through Equity Smart, our real estate office. And I hope you understand what Equity Smart is. You Equity Smart. You don't want to give away the equity in your home, your property, to no one. So people come to the office and, you know, one lady said, well, you know, these white people come in there all the time. They want to buy my property. They're harassing me. They want me to give away my property to them, basically. And this, this scenario plays out over and over and over and over and over. Where people who don't look like us want to take our properties, make a big building, you know, transform our home, and we must, like, you know, give away all our equity and move to Mars or move to the moon or move to East New York or Queens or I don't know where they're going to put us next. Because our low-income people are not being represented. And I don't care if it's the Working Families Party, the Democratic Party, none of them care about you. Because ask them to spell low-income housing. Ask them how many low-income housing has been achieved through the people that they put into office. And someone has to say something. I ain't running for no office. Too much skeletons in my closet. I want to represent the people out there who own their homes, who own properties, who are low-income people other than those homeowners that are being displaced in our community. And these same people, if the banks didn't redline us, we could borrow money then to develop our own properties. So who's part of this big conspiracy? The banks! And we know the track records of the bank. We know the state attorney general sued several banks for predatory lending. The, the, the attorney general got money to spend on projects to do what? Financial literacy? I don't know. Not the people who lost their properties got the money. And this is what? A democratic state, a democratic city. You know? Please. Who can help? 
and the WFP, the Working Families Party, they're abusing that name. Who are who are really who are they really serving? How do they choose candidates to represent us for affordable income housing or low income housing? And all the politicians ponder to them or kiss their butts. That's not a ban word. Um, to get elected. So they take all their matching fund money and say, Mr. WFP, take all my money. That's why in Albany they're saying, look, should there be double endorsements? You know? Does the WFP really have candidates or they're just preparing people to be a Democrat on the WFP line? That's the, for want of a better word, fraud, I don't know, misguidance that we have in our community. So if you are a homeowner, if you own a property, and these people come into you all the time, red, white, black, blue, green, whatever, you need to come in and get a free consultation here on what is the value of the property. How can you save your property from closure, foreclosure? What are your options? You need to do some wills and estate planning. Yes. You have to do some wills and estate planning. We have the people here that have the background that could make a difference with you. So, don't wait until the last minute. Don't go hire people and the same people who are trying to take your property representing you. And what are they telling you? To sell? To do what? Please. It's a war against us in gentrification. They want us out, and they are succeeding. And none of your elected officials who might be there for four years or eight years, they're not doing anything. The mayor is not doing anything. Will our new public advocate do something? Well, yeah, he's making promises about affordable housing, but most of us cannot afford affo affordable housing. So I do not know why... You know, people thought that Jermani Williams or probably any one of them, like none of them were qualified. A hundred of them run, none of them qualified. Because they really do not understand property real estate development. What they do understand is that they get a job for the next four years or the next two years, for, four, for eight years, and then they're looking for another job. It's a career. These politicians are career politicians. Not career people who really care about your welfare. So, my people, think again. Think. These fools are destroying us. And not when you talk about gentrification, gentrification takes jobs to people. Who's going to get all those jobs on Wall Street or Main Street when you are replaced in your communities? You think you're going to get those jobs? Just about oh the neighborhood change is the job market is changing for you also what jobs are you going to get what jobs are available to you is there real equal opportunity employment in america in new york state in new york city in brooklyn new york so many people come in here boy i can't get a job and are so bright but I say, hey, bright and white, uh, okay. So you have to be bright and white? That's the problems that we have. 
and our elected officials are not doing anything. And if you think your elected official is doing something, all right, give us a call. Because they are not. The results have shown they are not. You know, I live in Bushwick. And man, damn. Now they want to call it, what's that? East Williamsburg. East Williamsburg or something like that. <laughs> and if I was living on, living on a mountain, they're calling it the Heights. <laughs> and when I see, I see like, like sometimes about 8, 12 people going into the apartment. So they talk about us living like sardines in an apartment. Or the Haitians living like sardines. Or the Caribbean people. Or these Latino people. But they live in the same way. But when we, you know, like multiple up to save money for rent or whatever, it's a, it's a crime. It's a, it's an ethnic issue. Where they come from? Yeah, that's the, that's what's happening in New York City. And who's addressing your issues? I would like people who want to run for office, who really want to help people, also give us a call and say, Figaro, Figaro and Associates, man, listen, I believe I could change. You know, how could we, you know, work together? Because believe me, we need we need heroes. We need people who really care about people and wanna bring about change for us. The elections now is in June every year. So the primaries is in June, not September anymore. And you win your position not in November because the Republicans not are wrong. Not only do they hate us, they want to deport us, but they don't even want to come in our community and have a presence and invest in those communities. They write us off. They're not serious about, hey, because this is what, a two-party state, a three-party state? Why does the WFP can't win on their own line? How many... People have been elected to the city council, to the state senate, to the state assembly in New York City under the WFP, the Working Families Party. Is it zero? The last person I heard about was Tis James under the Working Families Party. They have done zero. They're, like a, they're not a, a, a party, they're like a consultant firm. What I mean by consulting firm? Well, they get the union support, choose one of the 40, 30, 10 candidates that run in and decide, okay, we're going to work with that person. And who getting all the money from the matching funds? Who getting paid? Who is getting paid when that person run for office? Is it the WFP? Is it some secret consulting firm? Who gets paid? So those elections are lost to people, to us the people, because the people who win don't really care about us. Their God, their daddy is the WFP. And how many black people run the how many black people in the WFP party? WFP's management. Who's the you know, who's the who's head in it? How many smart black people, poor black people, you know, representing it there in your working families party? you could be working on your poor. You could be working on getting public assistance. 
please you know this is the only time I'll pray to God because he, he's the only person who could do a miracle dear God give us real representation because we certainly don't have it whether it be the Democrats or the WFP and if you think for a second that you get in representation then I hope marijuana is legalized quickly in this state so you don't get charged because you had to be on marijuana or something wake up my people wake up wake up wake up do something start a political clubs do something we want real people to represent us so that nobody come thief free property or gentrify our community meaning they're getting rid of us in the place that we love flatbush east new york bedstar wherever my name is Brian Figueroa. This is Ask the Lawyer. You got questions, we got answers. Wills and estate planning, saving your home, saving your property from foreclosure, bankruptcy issues, you know, money issues. Yeah, we have smart lawyers on money issues, just like they do. 855-768-8845. Again, 855-768-8845. Four five. Ask the lawyer. You take back your community, Miss Philip. That's right. The number to call for your free consultation, your free, no obligation consultation on absolutely any legal issue or concern that you may have is eight five five seven six eight 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 four five. That's eight five five seven six eight 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 four five. This is Ask the Lawyer. You have questions. We've got the answers. Does the thought of bankruptcy keep you up at night? The fear of losing your home? The harassing calls from creditors? Your wages being garnished? How will you survive? What will you do? The law firm of Figueroa & Associates will protect you. Figueroa & Associates is one of the most sophisticated consumer bankruptcy law firms in the country, and they will fight to protect your rights. Have the peace of mind knowing that your case is being handled by experienced consumer bankruptcy attorneys. Don't let the bank take your home. There is a way out. Call the law firm of Figueroa & Associates today for a free consultation. 855-768-8845. That's 855-768-8845. The law firm of Figueroa & Associates will explain all your options and help you decide the best course of action. Schedule your free consultation today. 855-768-8845 or visit 311bankruptcy.com. That's 855-768-8845 or visit 311bankruptcy.com and put those sleepless nights to bed. Do you have a problem with the IRS? Let us take care of your taxes. We are the experts. We settle IRS and New York State tax debt. Stop IRS collections. We do tax preparation for individuals and businesses. Stop waiting through tax records. Stop fretting about filing your income tax returns. Stop making costly mistakes. Stop using a tax program in a box that cannot represent you in an audit. You don't have to go it alone. There's hope. The professional tax law firm of Figaro and Associates. Call us now. Call 855-6-TAX-GUY or 855-682-9489. That's 855-682-9489.
Every day, thousands of people get injured in accidents, many of which are due to someone else's negligence. The difference between getting the right compensation and getting nothing often starts with finding the right attorney. Call the law firm of Figaro & Associates. Their attorneys are experienced in the complex area of personal injury law. Get the right legal team that understands you. The consultation is free. No settlement, no fee. Let Figaro & Associates help you get compensated for your injuries. Call now. To schedule an appointment, call one 855 7688845 that is 18557688845 are you a landlord with a tenant from hell are you a tenant with a slump landlord you have rights don't take matters in your own hands let us handle matters for you legally call the law firm of figaro and associates today for a free consultation call 855 855- 768-8845 That's 855-768-8845 Remember, the lawyer you hire does make a difference. This segment is brought to you courtesy of Equity Smart Realty, Inc. Buying, selling, renting, or developing, we at Equity Smart will serve you well. Visit us at www.equitysmartrealty.com or call us 888-670-6791, 888-670-6791. Our topic today is invest in real estate, how to become a real estate investor. Many of us would often watch the home buying process as shown on TV in fascination. Buyers are shown finished and updated properties where they can raise a family, one that's close to work or whatever perks they desire in a house. However, the rarely shown real estate participant is an investor. Their component of the home buying process is not as glamorous as the end buying process as referenced above. This is a field of numbers and location. There are many benefits to being a real property investor as long as you understand the process and can make proper calculations. Joining us to discuss this today is Sharon James of Equity Smart Realty Inc. Welcome, Ms. James. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Our pleasure. So tell us, how does one begin the process of real estate investing? Investors typically have a high budget since they purchase properties using their own cash. Because with cash, you can close the transaction faster and you won't have to deal with interest rates from a mortgage. Sometimes, in order to lessen the risk on their savings, investors would combine their funds with other investors in a limited liability company or an LLC. They may also purchase as joint owners or tenants in common. By combining your funds with others, you would still have an ownership interest in the property and you will receive a return on your investment. If you do decide to use a mortgage, you need to understand all the numbers such as the interest rate, points, and closing costs because when you're calculating your return on investment, you will need to deduct those costs. Knowing your financial abilities will help you in deciding a purchase price. So what type of properties should an investor purchase? Many investors start their investment in small one- to three-family residences. Others invest in commercial and mixed-use buildings because typically larger properties yield larger returns in the long run. 
An investor will typically seek a residence for much less than the market value, renovate it, and resell the property for a profit. The investor can purchase a dilapidated property, one in foreclosure, bankruptcy, or properties in divorce and partition actions, which would often sell for lower prices than the market value. Investors can also purchase a multiple dwelling and earn income on the rent. To get a higher net income, investors should research developing neighborhoods where rents are steadily increasing so they can make a purchase. The investor must research the cost to upkeep the property. They must calculate the tax rate, the water bills, the, and other expenses to keep the property in good condition. Then they should subtract those expenses from the net income earned from the rent to calculate their profit. In a neighborhood where market value of properties is steadily increasing, investors can sell in a few years to cash in their equity. When investing in a commercial property, the investor should consider the type of businesses that their property can attract. They should research the location as an easily accessible business is more lucrative. An investor should calculate the expenses to upkeep the property and subtract it from the net income. Commercial properties are valued by the square foot, so the investor can hire a management company to help increase the value of each square foot of the building. What are some of the issues that an investor should be aware of? An investor should know the laws relating to property. If an investor acquires a property to earn rental income, they should know their local landlord-tenant law. They need to stay abreast with late-paying tenants as it would negatively affect their income and their profits. The investor, as a landlord, should also know the rules for requesting late rent and the court procedures for eviction. An investor should also know the laws that relate to heating the building in winter, laws for alarms and smoke detectors. An investor who is purchasing to resell after renovation should know the building codes and rules. If they want to convert a property from a single family to a multiple family, they need permission from the Department of Buildings and other agencies. As you just heard, being a real estate investor can be lucrative for those who research market trends as well as information on their properties. Investors can often see the potential in a property and make their purchase based on its income potential. They must overlook the property condition. For more information on this and other real estate questions, call 888-670-6791. That's 888-670-6791. This segment was brought to you courtesy of Equity Smart Realty, Inc. Buying, selling, renting, or developing... We at Equity Smart will serve you well. Visit us at www.equitysmartrealty.com or call us 888-670-6791. 888-670-6791. Divorce, separation, support, custody. The common factor? They keep you up at night. Sleep well, knowing that you have the law firm of Figaro & Associates on your side through this difficult time. Don't divorce your money. 
Don't divorce your children. Divorce your spouse. Whether it's a contested or uncontested divorce, the law firm of Figueroa & Associates will guide you through every step of the process. From child custody to property and debt concerns, the law firm of Figueroa & Associates has the experience and expertise in handling cases involving significant assets and complicated issues. A divorce can be one of the most unpleasant experiences a person ever has to go through. Don't do it alone. Stop the sleepless nights and call the law firm of Figueroa & Associates, 855-768-8845. That's 855-768-8845 or visit 311divorce.com. That's 311divorce.com. At the law firm of Figueroa & Associates, a divorce is not the end. It's a new beginning. Hello, listeners. I am Ms. James from Equity Smarts Realty, Inc., Equity Smart Realty is interested in working with general contractors, electricians, and plumbers. So if you own a home improvement business, we have work for you. Call us at 888-670-6791. That's 888-670-6791. And ask to speak to Ms. James. Would you like to target a market of over half a million readers? That's what Advertising in Caribbean American Weekly gives you. Number one Caribbean-owned publication as cited by the Daily News. Market and brand your product or service with us. We have different packages for different budgets. Special inserts to highlight your businesses. Feature articles and more. Maximum exposure, minimum cost. Call us today at 718 718- 771-0988 That's 718-771-0988 Time to shine the spotlight on your business. Estate planning is a necessity, not a luxury. Attend our free seminar on a five-week will and estate planning series. The topic for week one is the fundamentals of estate planning and an overview of Medicaid and health insurance. Week 2, Wills, Probate, and Trust. Week 3, Advanced Estate Planning, Estate, Gift, and Transfer Tax. Week 4, Responsibilities of Fiduciaries, Executors, and Successor Trustees. Week 5, Power of Attorney, Healthcare Directors, and Ethical Wills. Register at www.necc.nyc. That's www.necc.nyc. Can't attend the seminar? Call 855-768-8845. That's 855-768-8845 for a free initial consultation. Yes, this is Ask the Lawyer. You have questions? We've got the answers. Call us right now for a free, no-obligation legal consultation on absolutely any legal issue or concern that you may have. The number to call, the number to share, and the number to keep is 855-768-8845. That's 855-768-8845. And one of the issues you can call us about is the provisional waiver and to discuss that, we have in studio with us Manoji from the law firm of Figure and Associates. Welcome. Good to have you here with us today. Yes. 
So, what is the provisional oh. waiver? Certain aliens do not qualify for permanent residency in the United States through adjustment of status. He or she must be processed for an immigrant visa at a U.S. embassy or consulate in their home country. If he or she has unlawful presence in the United States for 180 days or more, then uh, there is a 3-year or 10-year bar applies. Because of this time period, Immigrant visa applicant is separated from his family after traveling overseas for consular appointments. The provisional waiver has been introduced to reduce this period of time. So, what are the requirements for applying for a provisional waiver? Uh, yes, there are several requirements for that. Number one is have an approved immigrant visa petition like I-130, I-360, I-140 or be selected to participate in the diversity visa program. Number two, have a pending case with DOS and have paid the immigrant visa fee with the National Visa Center. Number three, not to be an applicant for adjustment of status. Number four, not to be inadmissible under any other ground of inadmissibility. Number five, not to be in removal proceedings where no final order has been entered unless those proceedings have been administratively closed and not been recalendered at the time of filing the provisional waiver. Not to be subject to a final order of removal, deportation or excursion under USCIS has already granted the applicant's form I-212. Application for permission to reapply for admission into the United States after deportation of removal. Number seven, uh, not to be subject to a prior order of removal that has been reinstated by CBP or ICE. Number eight, be at least 17 years old. And number nine, be present in the United States at the time of filing the wave application and biometrics collection. So tell us, who is eligible for applying for the provisional waiver? Original provisional waiver program benefited only immediate relative category. Spouses of U.S. citizens, unmarried minor under 21, the children of U.S. citizens, unlawful presence does not begin until the child turns 18 and does not become a ground of inadmissibility until the applicant departs after accruing more than 180 days. Therefore, the child would be 18 and a half or older at the time of departure for provisional waiver to be necessary. Parents of U.S. children over the age of 21 are unlikely to be eligible for provisional waiver unless they in turn have a U.S. citizen or LPR spouse or parent. The original provisional waiver program was expanded on 29th August 2016 to include all family-based immigrant visa applicants. Family-based applicants for parents categories, number one, unmarried adult children of U.S. citizens, number two, spouses and unmarried minor children of LPRs. So, what are the family-based applicants' preference categories? Uh, number one, uh, unmarried adult children of U.S. citizens, number two, spouses and unmarried minor children of LPRs, number three, unmarried adult children of LPRs, Number four, married children of U.S. citizens. 
Number five, brothers and sisters of U.S. citizens who are age 21 or older, assuming they have a qualifying relative such as LPR parent, as their petitioner is not a qualifying relative. Uh, number six, not to be subject to a final order of removal, deportation or exclusion unless USCIS has already granted the applicant's form I-212 application for permission to reapply for admission into the United States after deportation or removal. The immediate relative classification also includes certain widows and widowers of U.S. citizens and their minor children. Thank you, Manjo. If you have a question about the provisional waiver, if you want to know if you qualify, call us right now for free no-obligation legal consultation. And the number to call is 855-768-8845. That's 855-768-8845. This is Ask the Lawyer. You have questions. We've got the answers. I'm talking about the law. This segment is brought to you courtesy the Immigrants General Legal and Educational Fund, Inc., a 501c3 approved federal organization dedicated to improving the lives of immigrants. We know that immigrants are afraid, anxious, and apprehensive about the new administration. We have been fighting for immigrants since 1998 and will continue to do so. Whether you are undocumented or a green card holder, we are here for you. To become a member or donate, call 718-243-9431. Again, 718-243-9431. For the latest immigration news and legislative updates, visit us at www.ijlef.org. Again, www.ijlef.org. The courts have probably kept DACA alive for months, but probably won't be able to keep it alive forever. In January, a federal judge in California issued an injunction against the Trump administration's wind-down of DACA and told U.S. Customs and Immigration Services to make a reasonably timely plan to resume accepting renewal applications. The Trump administration is appealing the judge's order, but because it's not seeking a stay, there's no chance for the order to be overturned in the immediate future. In the meantime, a second judge in New York also issued an injunction, meaning that even if one of the two orders got overturned, USCIS would have to keep accepting and processing renewals. A week before the March 5th deadline, the Supreme Court rejected a request from the Trump administration to review the California order directly. Instead, it will go through the normal process, appealing the California order to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals and presumably appealing the New York order to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. Ultimately, it's probably going to have to go back to the Supreme Court if it wants any hope of getting the California order overturned. In the meantime, DACA won't be fully operational as it was before Trump's 2017 decision. Unauthorized immigrants who turned 15 after September 5 of last year still won't be able to apply and neither will immigrants who would have qualified for DACA but couldn't afford a $495 application fee. 
but immigrants who had DACA and lost it or are in danger of losing it will be able to apply for renewals and those renewals will theoretically be processed and granted normally. And even if the Supreme Court fully overturns the judge's orders and allows the administration to shut down DACA again, the permits it's handed out in the interim will still be valid. No matter when exactly DACA is officially closed off again, it will die slowly, a thousand deaths a day. There won't be any handy deadline to point to as a date that Congress needs to act. Congress will need, if it acts, to sh somehow act on its own. What this means for DACA recipients. Here's how DACA is working right now. Approximately 122 immigrants each day from October to March had their DACA-issued work permits expire because they were unable to apply in time for renewals. Some of them have since gotten two-year renewals. Secondly, as many as 534 immigrants are currently set to lose their work permits each day from March 5 to March 31st as of January 31st. Thirdly, any immigrant who has a current work permit under DACA, as well as immigrants whose DACA expired after September 5, 2016, can apply for a two-year renewal. An unknown number of them have already applied. I'm talking about the law. This segment was brought to you for the see the Immigrants Journal Legal and Educational Fund Inc., a 501c3 approved federal organization dedicated to improving the lives of immigrants. We know that immigrants are afraid, anxious, and apprehensive about the new administration. We have been fighting for immigrants since 1998 and will continue to do so. Whether you are undocumented or a green card holder, we are here for you. To become a member or donate, call 718-243-9431. Again, 718-243-9431. For the latest immigration news and legislative updates, visit us at www.ijlef.org. Again, www.ijlef.org. I just got home from a long day of work, only to find my husband and my best friend in my bed. What? Oh, honey. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Honey, please, please. Hi, honey. Get out! Please, honey, I can, I can. I, please, honey, please. Get out! The most important call I made was to the law offices of Figaro and Associates. They ensured I got the settlement I deserved. Now, it's my ex-husband's who is devastated. Honey, please, I can explain. Just one more chance. Can <laughs> we talk, please, please? Thanks, Mr. Figaro. My name is Brian Figaro of Figaro & Associates. I approve this message. For our $399 divorce special, call 855-768-8845. That is 855-768-8845. Yes, this is Ask the Lawyer. You have questions, we've got the answers. 
Call us right now for a free, no-obligation legal consultation on absolutely any legal issue or concern that you may have. The number to call, the number to share, and the number to keep is 855-768-8845. That's 855-768-8845. And you can call on issues such as immigration, personal injury, bankruptcy, landlord and tenant, wills and estate, matrimonial issues, child support, child custody, divorce, family law. And we want to welcome right now Mr. Brian Figueroa Esquire, who's been practicing matrimonial law for over two decades. Mr. Figueroa, based on your experience, why do people get a divorce and who gets the money? Yes. Ms. Philip, and it's great to be here again. My name is Brian Figueroa, Figueroa and Associate. This is Ask the Lawyer. And um, when anyone comes to the office on a matrimonial issue, obviously there's a breakdown of the marriage. You know, the two persons really can't stand each other anymore. And in New York State, which is a no fault state, which means that after six months of marriage, um, you could file for a divorce under the grounds of irreconcilable differences. It's not working. And it could be whatever reason or no reason. The other grounds for divorce is adultery. That's if one of the spouses is obviously committing adultery and you have a corroborating witness. Uh, cruel and inhumane treatment where you have to cite at least three different instances where you've been treated, obviously, cruelly and inhumanely. And adultery is obviously part of cruel and inhumane treatment. Uh, constructive abandonment. Both spouses live together, but one spouse refused to have sexual relations with the other spouse, even though the, the spouse is saying, honey, please sleep with me forgive me but hey that's called constructive abandonment you live with her and you don't get anything from her and when I say her most times it's the her you know the lady who obviously is carrying on this anger for such a long time that she probably finds it repugnant to sleep with you then there's abandonment where you left the mat matrimonial home and um the other spouse doesn't prevent you from coming back to the home, but you decided you're going to leave the matrimonial home, and it really, really does not make a difference to you. Uh, people talk about annulment, but that has to be done within a year, and you have to so show some sort of fraud as to, you know, you entering into the marriage and the spouse, for example, um, consummating the marriage, the spouse is into the marriage for green card purposes. The spouse tell you they want to have five children, and basically they don't want to have any children. So there was some sort of fraud while you know, entering into that marriage. Now, in New York State, as I said, you know, the reason why we have irreconcilable differences is because there are people who may not meet those criteria. And... You know, that person may want a divorce to marry someone else. They may want a divorce for other purposes. And the real issue is, are there issues of equitable distribution? Meaning, 
is there some asset that has to be divided among the husband and the wife or you know obviously same-sex marriages so people who normally say look I want an uncontested divorce is because there are no assets to claim there's no issues of equitable distribution you know it was a one-time stuff nothing really worked out or you may have separated a long time ago and you just need to get a divorce. And most times people will try to get a divorce uh, because they probably want to get married again. But they let this broken marriage linger for years. That's dangerous because if one of the spouses die, instead of the property or any other assets they may have going to their children uh, or their parents, it could go to that spouse who you never got that divorce from. So... That guy, that lady that you hate may end up with all your money because you were too cheap to do an uncontested divorce. So be very careful. And some people just don't want to do it. They say, let him pay for it. You know, let her pay for it. I'm not going to pay for that divorce. But as I just said, if for wills and estate issues, if you die without a will, the laws of intestacy, um, falls into play, and in New York State, that spouse is going to get at least a third and fifty thousand dollars of your estate before it goes to your children that you may have had without that spouse, or even to your parents or your siblings or what have you. So, getting that uncontested divorce is a good estate planning machine, so to speak. You need to, or protection, I should say, you need to protect yourself, your estate from that spouse that you didn't want you know he, uh, he might love he might have committed adultery or she and now you're giving that adulterous spouse part of your assets in your estate if you died before that spouse please i'm sure you're going to be like crying from your grave <laughs> now where issues of equitable distribution is concerned what are the assets that you could claim that is marital property well, if you bought a property during the marriage, even if your name is not on the deed, um, you will have a claim to that property, whether here or overseas, you know, in other countries. So please, because your name is not on the deed doesn't mean that you don't have a claim to it. Money in savings account that you all had together or didn't have together because, you know, sometimes the, the wife saves and the husband spends or vice versa. The husband saves and the wife spends. So who is spending, who's saving that savings, that asset during the marriage should be split 50-50 at minimum. So how about, hey, a college degree? During the marriage, one spouse went to school, the other stayed home and took care of the kids. The other one worked, may not have taken care of any kids. But if that that lady gets that registered nursing degree or that husband gets his, you know, qualifications as a carpenter, plumber making six figures or the RN making six figures, that education that you got is an asset and that asset could be appraised. Just like how the house or the investment property could be appraised by an appraiser and you make a 50% claim, you could also make a claim to that college degree that asset that master's degree that phd degree whatever it is 
What other assets do we have besides, obviously, a savings account, insurance investments, uh, properties, college degrees, maybe a business? Maybe a business was started during the marriage. What type of business? Any type of business. That business, we could do what we call a business evaluation to find out, you know, to determine how much that business is worth so that you have some sort of claim to that particular asset. So, figure on associates, we always say, don't divorce your children, don't divorce your money, divorce your spouse. Because some of us get, get very dependent on the other spouse. You know, one spouse might be more financially sophisticated than the other. Most times it's the female as opposed to the male. But then eventually, you as a man, your wife starts treating you like a little boy. You know, you had to ask her for money for A, B, C. She's saving that money, but you don't know where that savings is going. And savings could be going in her parents' name or his parents' name. So what happens throughout the marriage is that if one spouse is planning the divorce before the other spouse. So the financially smart spouse, so to speak, is the one who is planning and they're already trying to disinherit you or to rob you of your equitable distribution rights. You know, they may be making trips to Jamaica, Trinidad, Nigeria, taking money there, depositing money in those in bank accounts in those countries in their family names thus hiding assets from you they could be buying a lot of jewelry and they don't know where the jewelry gone but they're always buying something they may buy about a hundred two hundred thousand dollars in jewelry you could never tell so that's why when you do a divorce and the clients say well look you know i believe my spouse you know may be robbing me you look at things like a like their passport you look at the withdrawals from their bank statements and at the depositions or interrogatories. That's the part where you do discovery. You want to see, hey, before you call the police for them, I'm sure you hear the siren, you know, you want to get that proper divorce in civil court. You want to track those assets because, hey, one day what some people do, they, they make up a lie. They go to family court and they get a restraining order from you because they want the apartment, they want the house. They don't want you to be there. You know, they want to enjoy that asset while you go live with your mother in the basement or your father or your mother in the basement of their house. And if they don't have a house, you're going to sleep in the couch at your mother's home. And your mother looking like at you says, son, you know, listen there. I tell you about that lady, you know. I tell you she go take you to the cleaners. Yeah? And them children don't look like you either. So <laughs> those are the, some of the issues that we have. But during the marriage, all children are assumed to be the, obviously, children of the marriage. The only person biologically who could tell you whether or not the child is yours is the mother. Um, I've had situations where you know, spouses, they come and they say, you know, Mr. Figaro, I really don't believe that child is mine, but listen, that child calling me daddy for 20, 30, 40 years, and I don't care if that child is not mine, that child is mine. So sometimes, obviously, biological issues is not as strong as those emotional issues. That's why the children, it's assumed that if they were born in the marriage, it is the child of the husband 
And most likely, quite a few husbands may say, look, you know, that child may not be biologically mine, but the bond and everything else that I have with that child, um, I want to maintain that parent-child relationship with that particular child, and the father will prevail. So if the lady wants to say, okay, you know, this is the real father here, she got problems. So matrimonial issues, complicated issues, yes, matrimonial issues, do it end up in restraining orders, people going to prison, yes, because emotions run high. And you have to be very careful, especially if you, you, you hire an attorney and the attorney said to you, the client, she has a restraining order. Do not violate that restraining order. Why? Because that family res court restraining order may end up being a criminal case and it will be a criminal restraining order. And violating that uh, restraining order could lead to a felony conviction. A felony is where you spend more than a year in prison. Or if it's a misdemeanor, you could actually spend you know, less than a year in prison. So you have to take this issue very seriously. The big issue, obviously, for fathers is when they are separated from their children in these situations and the spouse, the wife, doesn't want you to see the child. Uh, they make it very difficult for you to have a relationship with that child. Obviously, you have to be patient. We have to take care of legal issues vis-a-vis -vis that restraining order or getting before a judge in, in, in Supreme Court in a divorce. And then, obviously, your rights for visitation and other issues, equitable distribution, would be addressed. Again, my name is Brian Figueroa of Figueroa Associates. Uh, this is your show, Ask the Lawyer. Each and every week, we give you ideas, stories. We let you understand what the law is all about because we do not want you to violate the law. We want you to understand your rights under the law. Uh, we want you to be an educated listener. And when you deal with these issues, obviously, professionally, maybe you could get counseled by you know, your pastor, your priest, your religious leader. Maybe you may want to pay for professional counseling. Maybe you just Google um, how could I get my spouse back? I was not a good person. Maybe you could get some advice on the internet. Sometimes the in-laws may be helpful, but they may sometimes also be the ones causing the problem. So please, obviously, do not fight, do not threaten. Um, obviously, if there's any violence, you may, uh, your issue may end up in criminal court. Again, this is Ask the Lawyer. You got questions, we got answers. You could call us for a free legal consultation and we will handle your matrimonial issue uh, professionally and with courtesy. Ms. Philip? That's right. So protect yourself. Don't divorce your money. Don't divorce your kids. You divorce your spouse, get the right information to make the right decision and get the right attorney as well because the lawyer you hire does make a difference. This is Ask the Lawyer. You have questions. We've got the answers. Call us right now and get your free, no obligation legal consultation. And the number to call is 855-768-8845. That's 855 768 
0805-2018-8845. And this is where we come towards the end of our show. Remember, this is Ask the Lawyer. You have questions. We've got the answers. And you can call with your questions on issues such as personal injury, accidents, medical malpractice, divorce, separation, child custody, child support, wills and probate, estate planning, elder law, real estate, bankruptcy, immigration, civil rights, criminal defense, taxes, both individual and business. Whatever your legal issue, call us right now. It's a free, no obligation legal consultation. The number to call, the number to share, and the number to keep is 855-768-8845. That's 855-768-8845. Be happy. Be safe, be well, and remember the clocks change this weekend. Everyone is crying out for peace, yes. None is crying out for justice.